Hello and good evening. This is Courtney King, aka The Heart Mentor, aka The Emancipator. And I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. You are listening to the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio talk show, where we identify the misguided modern day perspectives of the Bible, giving context to the spiritual dynamics of who and what you are via the lens of Rabbi Yeshua and its apostles in the name. On this radio show, we identify subjects and themes that have been misunderstood in the Bible in the name, verified by pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zane Kai Katura International Institute of Pneumatology. And hello and and good evening, everyone. This is Tanya Whitkey from Virtual Kisses, speaking to you live from Canada. And we would like to give a huge shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio, YouTube, and Facebook. If you would like to ask us any questions, guys, feel free to comment on YouTube at Anointed Life, or you guys can join our Facebook group, Anointed Life Mindset Mentors. Please join Anyone? us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, um, today's topic, we're going to look at starting over in Christ. What is, you know, how do we do that? We're going to get into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And so this is based off of... Um, this is based off of the research at the International Institute of Pneumatology, which, you know, we've really come up with, um, based on the research, thousands and thousands of hours of research is that the name is the center or the functionality of all things and the Bible, which mm-hmm. is was all the authors function from the name, the apostles function from the name, which is Yahweh Elohim, which means self-existent authoritative power. And so that name is actually was in the breath of life. And from the breath um, that was breathed into the dust and created man, that is the same breath that is in us today. And when we return to functioning from our spirit, we actually can function the way that we were called to function or created to function. And so because in um, our society, many of us have been um, indoctrinated or grown up in Western Christianity, many of us are suffering from mental health issues or you know, maybe we think that the only, or not the only, I don't want to say it like that because I don't come off very strong, but one of the reasons mm-hmm. we, you know, we follow Christ is because we don't want to go to hell, but there's so many things for us to do on earth first, you know, before we start shifting our mind to that, that we wanted to help people who were like, you know, I'm just not really satisfied in religion and what I've known life to be. And so how do I start over it? If I'm new to the name, if I'm new to under self understanding self existence, and so the um, the institute has created these steps in order to help people function in the covenant. And so Tanya and I are going to take those steps and break them down for you, probably over the next I don't know one, two, or three, depending on how long it takes us. Depending how um, long. <laughs> yep. Um, over the next few episodes, I mean broadcasts um, that we're going to do, so that people can actually understand a little bit more about what those steps are and how they can incorporate them into their own life. So I think it's going to be great. It is going to be a blast. And I I like the fact that you said if those who are um, tired of religion and or maybe just those who are just seeking truth, you know, Mm -hmm. not wanting religion, not wanting anything, but wanting to know truth, you've come to the right radio show. (laughs) That's the right time. It's so exciting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited because I can attest to the fact that I did grow up in 
Western Christianity, specifically um, Pentecostal, apostolic. And so church was my life. God has always been my life. But there was this always like something <laughs> not quite answered for me. And when I discovered the name through the Institute, that is when the Bible fell in place. My life changed so much. I live in peace and more of the fruit of the spirit than I ever have in my own life. And so it was understanding these steps. Amen. And mm -hmm. so over the years, we've been able to create these steps based off of, you know, um, continually to functioning in the name. Mm -hmm. So do you want to go with the first one or do you want me to? You go ahead and I will. Um, okay. I just, yeah, sum up with what you're doing. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so go ahead. The first one is the Institute, when it says to start over in Christ, number one is to accept the name as your own. So that would be the very first thing. So um, a lot of us would consider it to be blasphemous <laughs> to call ourselves God. But you do need to understand that we are a part of the God race. You know, we right. are um, believers in, in, in the name, but we also are the name. And so I would say the first step to start over Christ is to take on the name of Jesus, um, the who walked in the name of Yahweh Elohim, which is also to take up the name as your own kind. Because you mm -hmm. are the same kind as God is because by spirit, as I mentioned earlier, you were created in his image. And, and you know, that's in Genesis chapter one of 26 verse, I believe. And it says um, that we were created in his image and likeness. And that could also be read as let us make men according to the imagination of ourselves. And so when we expand likeness, that means that we're in the same character. We're in the same thought. We're in the, of the imagination. And so this mm -hmm. is the imagination that Jesus lived from. This is the imagination that the apostles and the priests lived from and the Nazarites lived from. And so therefore, this is also where their identity flowed. And so when we take on Jesus's identity, when we take on his logic, or as we, we say at the Institute, the way of rationalization, mm -hmm. we take on his realm, we take on his future, we take on his history, we take on his vision, that is us taking on the name of Yahweh Elohim as our own. That's so good that you said that, Courtney, because um, understanding, like you said, understanding the name is very important. But also I want to add to that, where mm -hmm. before you you take on the name, a good, good thing for you guys to do is to abandon everything that you think you believe. Mm -hmm. Just come with a willing heart, like, someone who's very teachable and saying, okay, I don't know. I know what I know, but I don't really know. And I really, I need to, you just need to let go. And once you embrace the name or understanding, like as if you're going to school or whatever, and you're understanding a new subject or something, just come with a willing heart. And then, you know, um, understanding the definitions of that name and then, you know, work your way up from there. So I'd say to add to that would be just guys come with a willing heart. Yeah, because some, I would say yeah, sometimes I agree with that because sometimes change can be so challenging, especially when it's so different. And mm -hmm. the understanding that I have now is so different, which is for me why 
I don't mix things. Like I don't like a lot of the people or some of the people, I, I should say the people that I used to listen to when I was in Western Christianity, I don't because it was yeah. just easier for me to transition from functioning yeah. in the name mm-hmm. to because essentially, as we're, we're going to talk about, you're taking on a completely different mindset. You're taking on a completely mm-hmm. different logic. <laughs> yes. And logics, you're double-minded. Hmm. And so it just makes a transition. So I love that you said that because you do have to make a decision to say, you know what? I'm going to jump in this and, and try it out, you know? And you, that's just a yeah. place you have to come to in yourself. So I think that's really good. So good. Again, so good. First yes. one Indeed. is to accept the name of Yahweh Elohim as your own, which is to take again on... Um, take on his identity as your identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm no longer Courtney. I'm actually Yahweh Elohim, Yeshua. And you call me Courtney. <laughs> and the, I, I believe the understanding for, um, like you said, it was self-existent, one with the power and authority. It mm-hmm. means Yahweh Elohim. Or Elohim mm-hmm. Yahweh Elohim. So, um, way I see it or my perspective would be um, to take on that name, like Courtney says, no longer I who live, like Paul, no longer I who live, but Christ mm-hmm. who lives in me. And that that Yahweh Elohim is not just because I say my name is that. Mm-hmm. It's my function of my spiritual being, the person that I, I really am, because mm-hmm. I've come from a, um, a species of my father who mm-hmm. is the creator. Right. Absolutely. When he said, like, I believe Courtney was talking about in Genesis, when he said, let us make man in our image, mm-hmm. that image is not just me, Tanya, ho, ho, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is what I do. This is what, I, you know, this is my work. This is what I do. I have, uh, those are describing things I do, mm-hmm. but my, my actual spirit man is yeah. Yahweh Elohim. Right. And my my name would be Tanya. So it would be Yahweh Elohim, one with power and authority, Tanya. Because Tanya would be the person that I the things that I do as Yahweh Elohim in the image of my father. I don't I'm hoping you guys can see that or get that, because that's very important when it comes to understanding the name. Did you want to add anything to that? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so number two, I can do Henry mm-hmm. number two. Yeah. Um, it says, learn the principles. It says, the name is the law of rationalization and the law of life. Its application provides the answers to all of life's conundrums. So essentially what you're learning here are the principles of the Lord or the mindset or the rationalization mm-hmm. of the Lord here. And mm-hmm. so... Um, again, this is the psychology that Adam did used in the garden, the priests used, the prophets, the Nazarites, judges, and all of those, but most of all, King Solomon. And this is why he was the most successful. And this is why he was the wisest man to ever live because he functioned from this psychology. And the psychology actually helps you with your identity. Your identity is a set of principles that you live by. And the set of principles that we live by when we're in the name is the principles inside the garden. When you're not functioning the name, you're li- living in the principles outside of the garden. And so when we live from the perspective um, from inside in the garden, um, we are we understand that we're bringing order 
because it was the wisdom of Yahweh Elohim that created all things. It was his rationalization that created all things. And again, Mm -hmm. he did this with a mindset. It was a wisdom. And and we've learned that wisdom and power are one in the same. Mm -hmm. Because as you're functioning in wisdom, you are also functioning in power. And so that's when you get that self-existent one of authority and power is because you've taken on the rationalization. In the New Testament, you've probably heard it as like the mind of Christ or, you know, the function of the Holy Ghost. But really, essentially what's happening is you are using your spirit. You're using the Holy Spirit, which is your spirit, as your wisdom. And it is the wisdom of your spirit that tells you what to do and tells you what not to do. And when we live from God's promises, we know what to do. It is literally the promises that helps us rationalize because the promises came from the mind of Yahweh. And so when we're walking in the mind of Yahweh, we're also walking in the spirit. And so walking in the spirit can actually be applied to every area of your life. So you're actually rationalizing as the Holy Spirit all areas of your life. So good. Um, Another key point is when you are engaging in this area and taking on the promises of God as your um, as your everyday life, like Courtney was saying, mm-hmm. um, uh, I almost lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, an important part would be to. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I just it just escaped me. But <laughs> okay, go ahead, Courtney. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Collect your thoughts, Holy Spirit. I am <laughs> so. When you are walking in the spirit, you are walking in the perspective or the rationalization of the garden. To walk in the flesh, we've misinterpreted what to walk in the flesh is in our modern day understanding of the Bible. But to walk in the flesh is actually to walk in the perspective outside of the garden. And so that means that instead of being dependent on the wisdom of your spirit and making the spirit, the wisdom of your spirit is your priority, You're now living from external priorities in order to rationalize. And so whether it's um, an ideology or uh, a norm or an object, that means you're using something outside of your spirit as your direction, as your compass. This is what Adam and his descendants did from the time that he ate from the tree. He was functioning from his spirit. Everything he did was from his spirit. And then when he shifted his focus to the tree, He took on a different logic. He took on a different perspective and he began to rationalize differently, which ultimately led to death, led to death. And so that's why he and all of his descendants were to die. And it was because they were no longer using their spirit to generate life within themselves, because as we function and rationalize from our spirit, you generate life. And that is because um, whatever you make your consciousness, you make your Elohim and you continue to produce your father. So if your father is eternal and you live from his consciousness, you continue to live. And so that's why it's really important that we take Mm -hmm. on the principles of the Lord or rationalize as the Lord rationalizes. Did you remember your thought? I did. I did. So um, when I was saying earlier, an important thing to know in Christ is, um, like you were saying, taking on the logic, Mm -hmm. his logic, his way of thinking, his... um, his his word his you know his promises that you were you were speaking of and that is actually guys living in the kingdom of god mm-hmm. is, is knowing that like you said your spirit is El- yahweh elohim um 
and everything father says or father does or father thinks or what father is is everything that you are so that's living in the in the kingdom now you were talking about the um the opposite of not living in the kingdom which is uh eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil or mm -hmm. taking on other perspectives mm -hmm. an example of that of that would be um let's see uh good thing maybe money mm -hmm. um like if you're a parent maybe you know your kids come first and, and it's rightly so those are those are important tools i would say to function mm -hmm. in, in in society and with your children but you're coming you're making that your top priority like that's your your like you said your consciousness your your way of thinking that there's nothing in god's book in that you're going to do it your way and whatever you hear from let's say other authors or books or your parents what was come from down from history you take those things as your you know your your tree mm -hmm. I, I should give an analogy for your tree you're eating off of those things then what your real source power is which is what your father has says like for for children he said children are like for instance a child children children obey your parents for this is right in the lord now if you're a child in elohim but you listen to your friend and says let's sneak outside <laughs> is that doing what your spirit is supposed to do honor right no it's not really you've taken on something else like another elohim to follow and not your own spirit to be guided by what is what is true, what is acceptable, what is right. Um, Ephesians um, talks about that, about singing in hymns, songs, um, melodies in your heart, because that is what you are. Mm -hmm. So um, when we are talking about the two trees or the two two kingdoms, you could say kingdom of God or the fleshly kingdom, or the Bible calls it, or uh, a different perspective kingdom or the dust kingdom, which we call it the Institute, that that is what's really happening in your life. You're either taking one or the other, but your yeah. true heart, your true um, oneness is what, what your species is, which mm -hmm. is Yahweh Elohim. So that's really good. Good points on that. So, yeah. And and when you notice like how Yahweh Elohim Adam um, made what he found pleasant to look at and good to eat at, which was the tree of life. And mm. the tree of life was actually the tree of wisdom as the spirit of life is the spirit of wisdom, life, wisdom, they interchange. And so therefore the tree of knowledge and evil would actually be considered foolishness. And we're supposed to reject foolishness. So just like Adam, Moses, when he was, um, when he was trying to bring the children of Israel in, he was trying to shift their focus. That's why they were given the Torah, because they were supposed to reject the foolishness or the mindset or the perspective that mm. they had taken on before and function in wisdom. And this is actually a logical intelligence. We, I mean, we've talked about, I'm getting to it later, but um, it's mm -hmm. a, actually a logical, rationalization is logical intelligence. And that's really hard for people who are used to the mysticism of Holy Spirit to kind of grasp. But there are principles that you reason out, just like they reason out the Torah and reason out the wisdom. We yeah. we take on the logic of Elohim and we reason, we rationalize in the mindset of God 
And when we do that, we actually begin to restore the garden onto the earth. That is actually part of our responsibility. And so when we are functioning from the tree of knowledge and good of evil, we're actually functioning from death. And we're Mm. not reasoning um, based on the highest frequency with a name that's high above all name, which is the name Yahweh Elohim, the self-existent one of authority, eternal power. I mean, the authoritative one, eternal one of authority and power. Sorry, got tongue twisted there. And so (laughs) therefore you're functioning in darkness. And so you're functioning from a source of information that is always going to have you in darkness. And so that Mm -hmm. is why it's really important to begin to understand um, the principles of how to function, the principles of the Lord or to rationalize in the Lord. So good. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. so good. Because um, when you start to operate in the principles or the functions of the Lord, Mm -hmm. you're going to see guys, honestly, and it's, it's an amazing journey. Um, You're going to see your world around you start to um, move in the direction of life. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start to see amazing things. You're not going to have to think twice about it because now that you're living in the name, you're, you'll see finances come in. You'll see um, just children. (laughs) If you have children, you'll start to see everything start to come into, to Mm -hmm. order. Um, You're going to like, it's total life living in the spirit of God um the opposite of that is true like um the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil is is true or the dust knowledge is true you're going to see um hardship you might be fighting with your husband you might be uh, fighting especially on um, finances or whatnot because your reference points or your whatever you're conscious of you start to move in that and it's opposite of what the kingdom is which does produce death and you you will see things not lining up and you'll get frustrated, angry, um, fights break out. It's just, and sometimes you'll get depression or loneliness or all this stuff. These symptoms start to happen around you. And it's not because father God has done this to you. We got to put that record straight. It's, it's never father God because Jesus did all this for us. Right. And so when we are, um, when we're looking at these two different worlds, and functioning out of it, we got to know that it's already done for us. Jesus mm-hmm. has already accomplished us. And all we need to do, again, is renew the mind and start to walk this journey out. Amen. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so number one was to accept the name as your own. Mm-hmm. Number two is to learn the principles. Number three is spectate your past which means embrace the resurrected reality and spectate the past through your new principles and priority. Mm -hmm. So what, when we come into Christ, we take on Christ's history and that's because of the breath. So you Mm -hmm. went down into where in the old Testament, they went down into the water because it was supposed to be a new birth for us. We went down and we were baptized because it's supposed to be resurrection. And we yeah. resurrected into a new life. We were resurrected as Christ. And when we resurrected as Christ, we also took on his breath, which was his spirit. And we also took on his history. So everything that he's done, we have now also done. And because proof of this in the Bible would be like, um, he said, before Abraham was I. And that's mm. because he's referring to him 
to the person of the same spirit. And so it is on this note again that you share in his death, his resurrection, his glorification. And so this is why he is also the first Adam because by breath, um, he is the same person. We are the same person by breath. So I am you, you and me. And so he was the man in the garden by breath. All things that Christ has done, the name has done, you have done. And so mm. we're to consider on the wondrous works that they are your works. And we have to focus on the fact that Christ has delivered us. And so now we spectate our past and we take on his past, um, which is to take on to see all the mountains that we've created, to see mm. all the um, the wonderful things we've done. We've parted the Red Sea, which is really hard to say, like, I'm the one who parted the Red Sea. <laughs> It is. <laughs> I'm the one who made the sun. Okay. I have a story that I've made. Okay. I, I made the sun. I, I, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I've parted the Red Sea. Um, I make the uh, planets rotate around a large star in a galaxy that I made. Um, mm. So can you, oh my God, that's such a great exercise to like get up and just say, you know what? I didn't make the sun. It almost like reminds me of like that part when Paul was like bragging, not bragging, but he was like, look, I did all these things, but hey, <laughs> I counted all rubbish. But hey, look, now that I've taken on Christ's identity, I just need to let you know, Tanya, I made the sign. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're so <welcome>. good. <laughs> did you want to add anything on to that? Yeah. yeah. Christ's awesome it history is yours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, just guys, again, just to remember um, in the Hebrew um, language, um, when they we have a different perspective of what God is, we're, we're not when we're talking about this again from um, when we talked about it earlier in point one, that we are not God. OK, I'm not the God, but I am a multiplication of father. Okay, so everything Father is again is what I am. So when we do say um, we made the mountains or um, we've instructed the sun, you could see the um, in the Hebrews they call it um, an ox with an ox. They walk together. The big ox always shows the little ox. The big ox shows the untrained ox what the untrained ox really is. Mm -hmm. I don't. I hope you guys get that. So. Um, you know, they would hitch them together. Yes. So, they would hitch them together by a yoke and the train. one would train the other. Exactly. So when we're walking uh, hand in hand with Father, everything that he, he said, he put into man again. So when Courtney was saying, I, I made the sun, when we're looking at history, or um, Jesus raised the dead, well, I raised the dead. I was mm -hmm. in him. When Jesus... Um, Open the blind's eye, blind man's eye. I did the same because I was in him. I went to the grave with him and I rose with him. Mm -hmm. So everything in his past now becomes my past. And it's exactly the same, guys, as Adam. When Adam was in the garden, he had um, everything with God. Like he created, he named the animals. He did all that amazing thing. And then when he died in the um, the 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 garden of eden i died with him because i was already in him i hope you guys can see that or understand that and then everything that adam after the the 
coming out of the garden, everything after that is a multiplication of everything Adam did. So I was in that too. Mm -hmm. So and, it's the same with Christ. And that it has to do with seed producing after its own kind. So we That's think right. of seed with um, a plant, but this is actually a spiritual law. See, every mm -hmm. seed produced out of his own kind, which is why we were made in his likeness and image. And we were done. This was done by spirit. This was done by breath or mm -hmm. breath of life. And so the breath of life is just one person. We think right. we think outside of the garden. This is that um, principle of the Lord inside the garden versus outside the garden. Right. Inside the garden, everything by breath is one. There's mm -hmm. no separation. It's outside the garden that man began to compartmentalize certain things mm -hmm. and say, this, um, this is, they begin to name things individually, which is why I'm Courtney and she's Tanya. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the garden, they were considered one. They were synchronized and they were synchronized by rationalization, which came from the rationalization of their spirit, which is Holy Spirit, the breath of life. And so when we begin to, um, break things apart and make them different and have different meaning, we also begin to make things um, seem like they're higher than us. And it's like right. we don't have authority over them. So the thought of being the one who created the sun is absurd because when you're functioning outside the garden, that is way past your mental capacity. But inside the garden, you understand that because of breath, when it said God created things, now we'll have to go into a deep dive study that we don't have time <laughs> right now but when it said um let there be light that was actually god breathing um light or the breath of life into dust and it was then yahweh elohim adam or mm -hmm. we call adam who created all things that includes the sun and so mm -hmm. that means that i created the sun now we are equal to the father in functionality not in authority so yes he's given us authority but he's still the father he's the originator right and so um we understand that we are not the father, but we are everything that the father is. Just That's like right. if you plant a apple tree, the apple tree will then produce apples. Those apples are just like the original seed that produced the tree. It has yeah. all the same things. And so we have all the same capabilities. The limitation comes is when you're still functioning from um outside of the garden the principles outside of the garden so these things mm. seem too large and too big for you so the thought of being able to speak to the weather is fine when you're talking about jesus but when it comes to you who actually have been reproduced in his name when he restored humanity by breath when he went to the cross representing everybody it seems insane to you that you can also speak like what the weather <laughs> and tell the weather that it needs to come back into righteousness and so, so we have mm -hmm. had many instances, you know, with those of us who are master mentors at the Institute, as well as many of the students at the Institute who constantly are telling weather what to do if it's not going in the direction that we need it to do for that day. Or if there's a storm or something or someone's in danger, we do change weather, weather patterns. And this is going to be weird for someone who's like, what are they talking about? But <laughs> there's a difference between functioning with the logistic and the mindset and the rationalization of Yahweh than the ones in the earth where we are simply weak and human and um, victims and, and it's just a completely different mindset when you're one of authority. Completely different. That's so true. Mm -hmm. So guys, 
if you do have your Bibles, I want you to take a look at if you can look this up just to clarify what we're saying mm -hmm. um, with Adam and, and Jesus. Um, Adam was the old. Jesus is the new. And so we're in the new. In John 17, 22 to 24, it says um, Jesus was, I believe, praying. He says, I have given them the glory that you've given me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and that and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me from the, the creation of the world. And this is where Jesus is saying, after the resurrection or before the resurrection he was praying that this would come across not just for the for the jews but also to the gentiles for the whole nation the whole world so there's a oneness that jesus is talking about there and that is the kingdom of god when you, you have that type of lens on you see god's promises you understand um the name as we would put it mm -hmm. um this is the the lens that you would now see and walk in it, it's like you are a multiplication of jesus on the earth mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely okay so hopefully this is helpful um breaking this down um so we did one two and three the next one number four is to identify past unintelligence and the diagram we have at the Institute says that identify what you what went wrong in your past through the new priority of assessment, the law of the name, what are the lessons via the name. Mm -hmm. So all of us may have had some experience in our past that just really just wrecked us. And so mm -hmm. you may be dealing with some negative um, um issues because of some things that you have, have dealt with in your past. And I would say, hey, don't throw your past away, that this is why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because what you were experiencing was outside of the garden. And so mm -hmm. when you, Adam had a different perspective, which is even like you talked about God earlier, his viewpoint of who God was changed when he shifted his reference point. And so that's when he became weak and victim-like and realized how traumatized he was. And that's the same for us. And so the experience that we had, it's going to be interpreted different, whether you're in the garden or whether you're outside of the garden. And so, so when true. you are in the garden, you change your priority. And so therefore, it has a very different interpretation. And so mm -hmm. where you saw your history as suffering and where you saw your history as a curse and where you saw it as torment inside the garment with the blessing of the, um, the perspective of the garden, you see it as a blessing. Because now you consider your history as something that blesses you because you have a wisdom that no one has. You have a history that has um, maybe been wrecked by decisions you've made or decisions your family's made. And those things happen to you based on what somebody was doing outside of the garden. But when you are functioning outside of the garden, you're always looking for validation and you're always codependent. That's what happens outside the garden. Whereas in the garden, you're always validated by Holy Spirit. And you're only dependent upon Holy Spirit. And so again, 
your perspective is different. So now this library of information, all of these things that happened to you, you can now see them as a blessing because what you experience is nothing like anyone else's experience. And now because of the wisdom you have, you can go back and reflect on those things and you can say, this is how this should have been done self-existently. And so now you've become an answer to darkness or people who are still using the perspective outside the garden. Now you've mm -hmm. become in something that, okay, this was not a waste of my time because now I know when somebody's dealing with this particular thing that I was dealing with, I am a blessing and I am an answer to the world. Mm. Amen. Amen. I totally agree with that. Like, um, if you do have a past, like whether it's a trauma, traumatizing past or, mm -hmm. you know, um, whatever the past is, you can go back to that area, even for yourself, because mm -hmm. obviously you, once you find out about how to operate in the garden, you yeah. can go back to those past lives. Like Courtney was saying, it's not that it was bad that you went through those things. So you didn't know. <laughs> you, you had no clue. It's not just you, but the people around you have, have no clue about it. But you're all living in in um, the dust realm, what we call it here at the Institute. Or, you know, and now that you can see, uh, like, you're th those things, you can go back and you can see those things. And you can say, you know, what does that look like, Father? Like, you can go into, like, a talk conversation with God and say, what did that look like? Okay, I didn't like that. Well, what does it really look like in, in the garden? And you can change it right there and then because you have the power to do so. Mm -hmm. And that is the awesome part about redeeming God. It's like redeeming the times. It's redeeming um, things that you thought were lost. They weren't. Or traumatizing things you thought that you'll never go back to and you'll hate this person forever. But once you find out um, that you can go back and, and talk talk it out amongst yourself with, with father and change that perspective. Wow. A weight will be lifted off your, your heart. Um, you, is, you can see much clearly now. Um, he just makes everything better. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. it. Makes it better for you and you can move on in life and not be held like back with chains or whatever it is. Right. If it's something you didn't understand back then, now you understand now, it makes life a lot easier for you. So yeah, I love this part of um, walking with God. And so yeah, you're not, um, you're not, we are not saying, I should say, that if you suffered some, some injustice in your life, that it was equitable yeah. to, for you to suffer. That is not what we're saying. No, we're saying that you're now changing your perspective so that it is a blessing now so that you can be a blessing to someone else who may have dealt with similar um, situations or circumstances right. as you. But in, in no way, shape or form are we saying for like instance, I was, you know, molested as a child. That was not equitable. I was five. No. <laughs> so, you know, it was inequitable for anybody to be um, to be treated that way. However, mm -hmm. what I had to go do was go back and change the scenario. Yeah. I had to go check, go back and change my mindset and see it through the lens of the father and see how um, I can. Um, first of all, your, your thoughts are connected. Your thoughts produce emotions. 
in you mm-hmm. in your body, which is oftentimes, unfortunately, how people end up with cancer. They have a lot of thoughts, and it just reproduces because thought, mind, spirit, synonymous. So when you think something, um, you are reproducing as it is a blessing. You are part of the multiplication. Being able to be mm-hmm. fruitful and multiply is a part of the blessing. Of and so as a spirit first, we're spirit first. And so mm-hmm. when you are thinking on these negative situations you've dealt with in your past, it affects the energy in your body and it multiplies usually into some sort of form of death, whatever that is. It could be sickness. Mm-hmm. It could be how you treat your kids, whatever. Right, but when you go right. back and you look at the situa- situation through the lens and the perspective of the name and how you can use that certain that thing that happened to you as a blessing, it actually changes the energy in your body. And so where I used to suffer and have a lot of depression concerning that situation, mm-hmm. now I just see it as a way for me to help others who deal with that particular situation. But it no longer causes trauma to me. Mm-hmm. I no longer am crying and feeling depressed and sad and, and all these other things because of that particular situation. So I just wanted to say all that because we're not saying that it was equitable for those. Things. No, absolutely not. Um, but it helps you. It helps you. It It liberates you. you. Yes. Yes. You set yourself um, free. (laughs) Great. And that's in the church, or if you guys have that mentality, what they call forgiveness, it does. It liberates your heart. It it gets, we can say it this way, for those of you um, who can understand it this way, it liberates um, the bad energy out of your body Mm. and produces good energy or good light because you are the light of the world and you don't want dark spots <laughs> i would mm-hmm. just put it that way dark spots within your body um because there are producing death and like uh, courtney you were just saying whether it's um sickness disease um depression or something like that it deposits in you and we don't want that we the kingdom of god is with a drink and happiness and goodness and you being like jesus saying fruitful and multiplying um and he wants hope and a future for you so that's what we're we're trying to get at so so i just got a prompting so let me follow it apparently somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to say yeah but you didn't tell us how to do that so i'm just going to give you a five second version of how to do it so with my particular situation i would go back to that scene in my mind that you Mm -hmm. typically replay and you would change the scenario to be a self-existent scenario so Instead of maybe, I don't want to be too graphic, but instead of me maybe sitting on the sofa with my cousin, maybe I see it in my mind where I go outside and play with my brother and play tag or something like that. Or I um, get up and um, go in another room to find my grandma or something, but I change the situation um, so that I'm no longer, because I'm a creator, I can recreate that as well. Yeah. So just as the person who was like, yep, yeah, you didn't tell me how to do it. So that's how you do it. You just go back and make it pleasant and delightful yes. <laughs> because if it, it has to produce the, uh, the fruit of the spirit, whatever mm-hmm. you decide for this scenario, because those are the, um, those are the emotions that come from the logic um, of rationalization um, from the Lord. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful. If not, you can send us a message and we'll further explain it. <laughs> Okay, so number one, accept the name as your own. Two, learn the principles. Mm -hmm. Three, spectate your past. That was four, identify past unintelligence. Five is identify life objectives. 
The new covenant has objectives and they serve as the compass from which life decisions are made. Choose your purpose. And so when we're talking about the name, Mm -hmm. we are talking about being set exclusively apart for his purposes. That's called being holy because in the name, you literally only can have one priority. You can't have double priority or you've made another Elohim. You've made another God, in other words, and you're also double-minded. So your purpose in the name is that you're living for the collective. You're not living for yourself. You're not living for your family. (laughs) You're not driven by external points and the acquisition of things and what people Mm -hmm. say in society. Like, you know, even me, people are like, when are you going to get married again? When are you going to have more kids? And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) let's not worry about what I'm doing, friends. Um, but it's, but if I use what they were saying as a reference point, then I would feel rejected and, um, unapproved and it would probably cause some sort of negative emotions. And so, and I'm not saying it's wrong to want to get married and I'm not saying it's wrong to want more children. If you're using it for validation, that's when it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And you know that you're using it for validation when it's not bringing you peace And that's because you're using criteria outside of your spirit. In your self-existent identity, you are only validated and dependent upon your spirit. And so what we are dealing with most of the time is this codependent, um, egotistical thing that's going on outside of us. And those things make us self-centered. And we begin to focus so much on Mm -hmm. what I don't have and what I don't and all this and all this. I need to get money for me. I need to take care of my kids and and those are actually things we don't realize they bring us death. They cause stress and anxiety. And so if you're not experiencing the fruit of the spirit, then you're not experiencing Christ. Okay. Because that's him. And why I say it's important to understand the collective is because even Paul said that God is in all through all and in all. And therefore the breath of God is in all things, all creation, all of the universe, mm-hmm. all of humanity. And we, to honor that breath, we have to honor the breath in all things. And so when the breath of life was breathed into humanity by Christ, that means we had to show equity, which is to show love through the perspective of the garden to all things. You notice how Jesus healed all. Jesus fed all. The people were like, hey, tell them to go home. Jesus was like, no, tell them to sit down. Okay, because we got to make sure that they are taken care of. And so there are problems in the world that you are supposed to be the answer for. So it kind of ties into the last one, but you're, you expressing life into the world is mm-hmm. you um, functioning in your purpose. And so you have to know that your objective is to help all of humanity. And so because you have a clear cut identity by functioning self-existently, that means you are spreading or you are in all things. And that means you, by your nature, you can replenish all things. And that means that your purpose is to bring eternal life to all things. Mm. It's almost like you can walk in a room and um, when you're operating in, uh, let's just say, I'll give you Galatians 5, 21, 23, mm-hmm. um, not 21, 22, Galatians 5, 22. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys look that up, it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such thing such things there is no law so it's like again i was saying you walk in a room when you are walking in your identity 
because this is you, <laughs> the whole room is going to feel that. The the trees or what the birds or whatever is in that room is going to feel, we can say, your energy of the, the of your spirit, right? And it's going to bring health, healing. Jesus, uh, Peter, sorry, um, he was walking down the road one time and his shadow healed people who were laying on the streets, right? So if he, his back then could do, how much more can you? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out about this amazing life in the kingdom of God. So, you know, even when I go to work every day, I, I really make it a point to ensure that I'm bringing an experience of life to my students mm. every day and my colleagues. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in interacting with people and you can see when you're bringing life and when you're bringing death, because we know that the opposite of, of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness is also listed in Galatians, right? <laughs> and so right. you know when you're functioning in any of those other ways that you are not bringing life to the situation. So your purpose, no matter what you're encountering, um, is to bring life everywhere you go. And then running that song, this little light of mine, it's not a little light. It's, it's not a big light. light. It is the light. And we are called, your purpose is to bring that light everywhere. You know, guys, you can also, before we say goodbye, um, you can also check this out. Do it like a science experiment. I'm not saying like uh, curse people out. I'm just saying, try one time <laughs> going <laughs> to... To your uh just to your work or wherever maybe your family let's try it on your family first or whatever go to your family and just be love be joy be peace be try that and watch the people in your room re, uh, react to your spirit they may even take on that they'll they will become that as well and you'll have such a great time now try it again with your family and just come in with a bad attitude. See what happens with everybody in the room. Oh gosh! I just remember just... that spirit multiplies. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, it's, it's a spirit. It's a science experiment. Just to <laughs> test this out, you can always change it back. But test it out and and jot like when you're in school, you jot down science stuff. Jot down what worked. What uh, this is the kingdom, and this is not the kingdom. And you can see the effect that you one who is in the name of of Christ Yeshua can affect a whole room, either good or bad. So, mm-hmm. and uh, there are also experiments like this. Uh, I and my kiddos, we've done with uh, rice, actually. We've mm-hmm. had two jars of rice. One we put, um, instead of doing it with your family, let's just do it with rice. <laughs> or a plant. <laughs> or a plant or something. A plant has breath in it or something just do the rice <laughs> rice experiment say love on one jar and um hate on the other jar and put one jar in the room all by itself and speak one thing to it that for hate whatever you want to speak on it and then put the love jar of rice on another um place where it's in light and it's enjoyed maybe you have some music around and just talk to it and say and then within a week compare the rice Come bring them back together and compare them. Because I and my kiddos did this. We wanted to find out what Jesus was saying was true. He said um, something about your words. He was talking about 
the words of your mouth. Uh, I wish I had the scripture with me, but I don't, guys. So, But he was talking about how important your words are and when you speak. So, um, Is it let the words of your mouth be acceptable in your sight, that one? That could, no, because you I said Jesus, be. so that may not be it. Yeah. yeah. But, but do you know um, why that takes place? Is because your words are spirit and you fill things. And spirit, with your words spirit. are spirit. My words are spirit and life. That's what Jesus said. Oh, I'm glad. That's I it. <laughs> and so I and my kiddos were, we were trying to test this out and the amazing results. And so um, now we, we're very conscious of mm, these are so our good. words and this is what we we need to speak is life to one another back and forth yeah you get the times where you slip out but bring yourself to the awareness that your your spirit what you speak is spirit and it's life life-giving or you can speak death out of it one of the two somebody so, asked me somebody asked me like if i step out of the garden how do i get back in i said just walk back in you just start you're, you were always there <laughs> You start immediately functioning again mm. from the name because you could be self-existent. And like you said, you could step out, which means you stepped outside of the garden. You begin to function from a different perspective, a different logic. Right. But just immediately start functioning again and you step right back mm -hmm. into the garden. So that Definitely. was the thing. And then I yeah. also wanted to say the reason the, the experiment works is because spirit fills things just mm. like the dust filled was filled with breath of life. And that breath of life filled all things that exist today. Let so there true. be, let there be, it filled. So when you are sending spirit, whether it is a thought, whether it is actual words, you are mm -hmm. literally filling that thing with your words. It's the same as when you lay hands on the sick. Even though you may or may not say some words, you are taking the spirit, the energy, and you are putting it inside of something. And that is how we are multiplying and we're supposed to be fruitful by continuing to multiply that thing so that it could reproduce more elohim more yahweh mm -hmm. elohim specifically mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. that's why it's really important to watch what we say and what we do and also to know that our purpose again is to bring life to all things amen to that amen so i think we have maybe a couple minutes to do one more do you think one more um one more sure? step. Yeah, I think so. It's pretty quick. Okay. So number six um, is identify your goals because mm -hmm. it ties into the last one. That's why I didn't want to separate them. So okay. my question would be, what do you want to do for humanity? Mm -hmm. What is in your heart? So instance, we, Tanya and I, we do this radio show. Um, but Tanya and I also have other things that we have going on so that we bring life. And so if you're unsure about what you can do, you can use prophecies. But the question is, where do I want to produce life? And then you think about what do I want to do long term? What do I want to do short term? What do I want to do on a daily basis? Of course, you know, Holy Spirit will prompt you as well. But what do I want to do daily basis? Like right now I'm doing, um, I'm teaching my students heart-based theater. So I don't use the Bible, but I am showing them how to live self-existently through theater. So that they can go around and produce life themselves. <laughs> so what do you want to do in your life in order to make, um, to bring light to darkness? So you've got to make some goals for yourself. That is so good. That mm -hmm. I, I totally agree with that. Just, you guys, uh, it's no, it's not like in the world where you're racing to get something. You mm -mm. just be. 
and you choose where you want to go and what you want to do and whatever you do who, who even if it's just to go to a let's say a, a old age home and just bring light and love there mm-hmm. that's what you do right if it's just you wanted to be a mommy and bring in light and love in your family and your neighborhood great right that's the plan you've chosen then that's what you've chosen there's no there's no um let's say condemnation mm-hmm. there's no hurry so just yeah. bring light and love wherever you go and i also think that outside of the garden you get so caught up in destination and you have thoughts like by the time i'm 30 i yeah. want to be married <laughs> i want to have kids i want to have my own business i want to have a degree and you are using an external perspective and so you do want to have goals because holy spirit functions from a plan when you have a plan and it gives holy spirit something to execute when you're working mm. a plan so okay yeah. and so you do want to have a plan but you don't want to make it a plan where you're using time as your reference point because time is outside of the garden. There was no time like we know it in the garden where we have to function the same way and have to also remember time was made for us. It was actually Yahweh Elohim Adam who created time. And so we don't see time the same way in the garden as we see it outside of the garden. So make sure that even though you're saying, okay, I want to have these goals, you're not saying things like by 30 because that means you're using an external reference point instead of your spirit. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you want to add anything to these? Um, no, I think what we've talked about so far is amazing. And I hope you guys uh, take it to heart. Um, if you have to go back through this segment and just listen carefully again mm-hmm. and try putting some of it to the test and see what your outcome comes out yeah yeah <laughs> Amen. so mm-hmm. i just want to read through them one more time one is accept the name as your own two is learn the principles three is expectate your past four is identify past unintelligence five is identify life objective six is identify your goals and we will pick up on the rest of them on the next broadcast of reboot your biblical perspective mm-hmm. so stay tuned guys <laughs> absolutely <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Reboot Your Biblical Perspective Show with Tanya Woodkey and myself, Courtney King. You can learn more about starting over in Christ by joining our Facebook group, The Anointed Life Mindset Mentors, or visiting our website, the International or International Institute of Pneumatology.com. Don't type in the the. To listen to this segment again, to find us on, you can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts. And if you have topics that you would like us to cover, make sure you leave us a comment on Facebook or YouTube. Until next week, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bye, everybody.